go. Live from the bankruptcy palace inside the Kmart Center in beautiful downtown Auburn, California. It's the Joe and Mike show. On today's show, we will be doing our year-end recap, which is bullshit. Some movie news, some trailers, a dude that gets bitten by an alligator in our new What the Fuck, Florida. Some Hollywood history, starting with an epic drug party from a Facebook founder. Lifestyles of the spoiled and worthless, Tony Braxton. Africa Babata on our compelled. And a quick vacation recap. Let the shenanigans begin. <laughs> when you said the Mike and Joe show, I thought the next thing you're going to say is, and they'll say what they wish. And they'll say what they wish. <laughs> it, that show's over now, isn't it? The what? the the uh, Don and Mike show? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, hopefully they... Well, they, 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 they do the same kind of thing, and I'm, yeah. and that's why I'm, I'm yeah. doing it as an homage to, Joe, to Don and Mike, because I love those guys. Even separately, those guys are awesome. But the whole intro for this stuff is an homage to Don and Mike, uh-huh. except I don't use be- I don't use a beautiful downtown toothless Fairfax, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and he um, he used to say, uh, "Let's let's get this cartoon started." Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I, I mean, we we took a we took kind of a couple weeks off, you know, and uh, had a Christmas vacation and New Year's, and yes, and uh, I think you had a more yes. eventful one than I did. Uh, because I pretty much stayed here and lingered in my own uh, patheticness. In your juices? <laughs> I marinated in my mediocrity. I marinated in my mediocrity. Yes. In my melancholy. Yeah. I um, I went on a cruise, and for the first three days of the cruise, you're on the ocean. Mm-hmm. So you can see land, because you're only about seven miles out, a yeah. little bit more, so that you can gamble and shit like that. So roughly 78 miles offshore. But you can see land, and I can never remember which side is starboard and which side is not starboard. I don't know. Um, if you watch Lethal Weapon fl- uh, four at the beginning, when um, when all three of them, you know, when the Leo Getz and Riggs and Murtaugh are, are fishing um, uh, in the L.A. fucking pier or whatever, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, they get into an argument about that about nautical shit. Port, <laughs> port is the left side. Yeah, starboard is right side. That's the uh, as you're facing forward. You know that that pisses me off because <laughs> that means that those were named by people from a specific area, and then they called it that because they were coming. They were you know when they were leaving or coming toward. Why does that annoy you? That's the port is the side that you that you land on. That's because it's biased. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you so on the port side going towards Mexico from California. Yeah. You could see land, and you could. I mean, there were because pic- I got pictures of Cabo from Portside, yeah, and all, of the, and then it's 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 just dirt. <laughs> That's all you can see is dirt, and uh, <coughs> on the starboard side, once in a while, you'd see a container ship and this and that and the other thing, or another cruise ship, or pirates, or pirates, <laughs> depending. Johnny Depp was not among them, but you know, you could hear him. Bring me more rum. <laughs> I know it sounds like Paul McCartney, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, he kind of sounds like it anyway. I mean, fuck it. Yeah. Bring me some more rum. <laughs> okay, Paul. <laughs> Ringo got it. Um, so the first day, the the, the first day was, um, I didn't sleep at all Thursday night, and Friday was the day that we had to be in port. 
and um, I couldn't sleep at all last night. Couldn't sleep at all, <laughs> and I so basically I was up for like twenty four hours. Damn, and that's gotta fuck with your uh, what do they call it? The rhythm, the rhythm, you know, Arcadian, circadian rhythms. The rhythm of your, the rhythm of your nation. This is the, the rhythm, rhythm of, of the love. night. <laughs> the rhythm of the night. Yeah. Um, no, um, because we were so busy, we didn't have time to sit around and 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 think about things. Yeah. So get up, drive to Sac Airport, get on plane, and before we even got on the plane, so we're in Sac Airport, and Sac Airport's changed quite a bit. It's it's beautiful, but it's a nightmare because Pete's Coffee doesn't know what the fuck they're doing at Sac Airport. <laughs> they hire two girls who can't handle crowds to be able to handle all the crowds and all of the demands and all the information that's being just shoved at them. For Pete's sake. Yes. And and um, they quite frequently fuck up the orders. Yeah. So, you know, we had to we, we had to get our we got our shit, we got out of there. Yeah. You know why it's okay for them to fuck up your orders cuz you you can't stay to argue cuz you got to get on your fucking flight and get out of there. Not if you you have to be there 2 hours early. So, yes you can. So, you know? fuck off. <laughs> um, you ain't going to stay all day. Yeah, that's true, but it, again, you make it well known that look, you get your shit together. And it's not their fault. It's the it's the manager's fault for training them. They yeah. s- managers are awful. So I'm not gonna get mad at the at the worker bees, but I can get mad at management for not training their people properly mm-hmm. and not labeling things properly and this and that and the other thing. So finally, we got the whole, it was a it was a mess, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't nothing to talk about. I mean, other than they don't they need to get their shit together. Yeah, go and sit down, wait for our fucking flight, get on get on the b- plane. And this is what I loved about getting on the plane. So you're not really supposed to hold seats. It's a it's a you know first come first serve thing. Yeah. So uh, me and my mom had grab seats, and my my sister in law had grab seats, and we're holding them. Or and my my nephew. So we have nine seats that we're holding. Would you okay. take Southwest? Yeah, Southwest. And we're waiting for my cousins to get on board and everybody else, right? So cousins get on board and this lady comes up and she she looks over at me and looks and I said these seats are being held and she didn't say anything and I'm because I was standing up yeah and I had already apparently I had already given her that look I have resting asshole face yeah and and nobody will question me when I say something so like you know like if you come in the line when I'm working and I tell you the price is whatever it is even yeah. though it's supposed to be like 75 percent off and it doesn't come to 75 percent off Nine times out of ten, people will not fucking say anything about it because they don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. And I'm waiting for them to say something. I'm like, that's two ninety nine. Yeah. Well, the- but the price was three ninety nine. That's two ninety nine, sir. Yeah. I think another <laughs> trick you could have used with that lady in the airport was the uh was just start coughing. I did. Did you? <laughs> I did. I, I was coughing the first couple of times. Yeah. So she looks over at William. And William is sitting there, and she goes, "Are those seats taken?" And he goes, "And I said, yes, they're already saved. The people are right there." And 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 Mom was sitting there in the back, and she starts complaining. You know, the lady starts complaining. She's like, "Oh, you're not supposed to hold seats." And she goes, "Yeah, keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, nobody cares. Move just, along. Yeah, move you, it along. You go blocking. go about your business. Yeah. So we get everybody situated, and the same thing actually happened on the way back." And the lady was like, you're not supposed to hold seats. He's like, well, you know, life's, life's a bitch, isn't it? Yeah. And that's my mother fucking piping Life, up from somewhere in the back. Life's a bitch and you move along. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you know, you're not supposed to fucking board from the back of the plane and go all the way up front, are you? But yet you did. I would say, like, <laughs> wait, do, you, do you really want to <coughs> sit with people that are willing to yeah. hold seats when they're not supposed to? Yeah, well, and not only that, do you really want to sit with a 13-year-old? Yeah. Have fun with that lady. <laughs> so that all, all of that had yeah. been covered. So get down to Long Beach, and um, we have, like, we're there at 11 o'clock, and we have uh, boarding times for the boat at 1.30. So we have two and a half hours to kill. So you, you flew into LAX? No, flew into Long Beach. That's oh, what I said. there's multiple. Okay. I, see, there's Orange so, County. There's San Diego. Okay, see, there's been so many. It's been so long. Long Beach. It's been in 20 Burbank. years. Um, but yeah, I always Santa Monica. flew into Ontario. So I, always, I only knew about Ontario and LAX. Yeah, no, we, we flew into Long Beach. And then um, from there, like it's, it's literally from Long Beach Airport to the port. You can just take a road to there, yeah, but you can't <laughs> because it's it, it's too much of a hassle now. And where's the boring company when you need it? So yeah, we we took a uh, we took a ride share. Uh. I will not mention them. <laughs> we took a ride share. They were awesome. They, the guy was great. Uh, it was not the company that Joe works for. Were they Wunderbar? They were the other one. Yeah, mm. they were Mensch. And then um, so he drove us, and you know, light banter. Drive drive into Long Beach, which is a fucking nightmare. Uh, downtown Long Beach is now just utter chaos, you know, yeah. especially at the port. And then we're sitting there, and the fucking so they have a um, a roach coach there, so we might as well wait. And as we're waiting for the, for you know our time to board, which we didn't know that we could have just gone on, <laughs> we just gone in and get everything handled, and that's that. But whatever, we were just following what it said on. On the boarding passes. Yeah. <laughs> Do that and fucking um, the Roach Coach. So I ordered I ordered a carne asada burrito. I don't know. I can't remember. Like a steak or, or pork burrito. Anyways. <coughs> and it was fucking spicy as shit. But it wasn't salty. Mm-hmm. It wasn't real salty. It was just, it was full of good, good, good stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I only get rice and beans because I, I don't want pico. You know, but it did have onions and stuff like that. Now that I'm on this diet, dude, fucking peppers taste amazing when I cook them into stuff. Yeah. Like green um bell peppers. Holy shit. So ordered that and it was it was off awfully spicy and I'm not supposed to have a lot of spicy food because Oh yeah, I keep forgetting about the gird. I got the gird. And um That's not gird for you. Not gird. Um I ate that and uh was okay for the first day. And then, like, the second day, it was not okay. <laughs> and then the third day, I was a little bit better. <coughs> and um, then we get on board, and we have to go through the whole rigor morale of TSA again and, and customs and blah, 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 um, which is nothing, and everybody... And you, you wore your... You, did you wear your, uh, your, your Vans? No, I wore my, I wore my tennis shoes. Okay, because I was going to say, you just slip them off, you know? Yeah, I, I don't wear my Vans... Uh, well, they got holes and shit in them. Mine do too now. I wore mine the fuck out. Yeah, and so I don't wear them unless uh, unless it's like ultra lazy day for me. Yeah, those are my and I couldn't. I haven't been able to. I forgot where the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> and then the toes. Yeah, mine's already <laughs> mine's already way past that. Um, I I haven't I haven't worn them in a long time because I can't find them. So uh, I finally found them when I got back. Oh, I was gonna say like so I bet someone it's like when you wear like when you're like married somebody threw them away. Yeah, like when you're married and you you have this pair of underwear or a shirt that your wife hates and then all it just one day it disappears. Yep, 
You know, you know that you know yeah. that fucking bitch. Where, where, where is this jacket? I don't know. Looking somewhere else. My uncle. I'm missing. I'm still missing a jacket. My uncle had two shirts that I threw away um, secretly because I I was it was to, well one was to protect him the other one was just because of it was crude. One was to protect him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. He had this one shirt where it had um, China's symbol on it. I, I was gonna say something else. A swastika okay. and the Soviet hammer and sickle. Okay. And it said, "The experts agree, gun control works." Right. It's Makes a great shirt. It is a great shirt. But there's ignorant people out there that when they see it... So anyway, one day we're at an Arby's, standing in line. There's this black lady with her kid, little kid. I think it was like four or five years old. Right. I can see where this is going. We're standing there. She looks over at him, sees his shirt, and her eyes fucking enlarge. And and everybody's like, oh shit, here it goes. And she pulls her son towards her closer and like takes a step or so sideways away from us. Right. And I'm like, oh, this shirt's got to go. Because I'm like... So I told him after we left, and I waited till we were already driving away because I knew he would confront her and try to educate her. Right. And I'm like, no, fuck this, dude. We don't need to get into some stupid argument. So yeah, it's time. I told him as we're driving away, he's all fucking bitch, <laughs> ignorant bitch, you know. <laughs> so I got rid of that shirt. Right. Okay. Because this just to save his ass. Because what if he's wearing it in the hood or something, and someone sees it and they think that he's a Nazi? I, I want a Blues Brothers quote shirt that says, "How much for the little girls? <laughs> for the women." Yeah. Your daughters, your wife. <laughs> how much for them? <laughs> so, and then he had another shirt that had a, a sheep on it, and its ass is facing you, and it's like got its head turned looking back at you, and it says, "If only sheep could uh, cook and clean as well." <laughs> and my mom hated that fucking shirt. Now so you got to find a replacement for it. Huh? Yeah. So I, um, well, he's he's gone now. He well, died. no, he, but you, st- yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure you're sitting there. Sometimes on your phone, it yeah. pops in your head like, I want that fucking shirt. <laughs> he had so fucking many <laughs> different statement shirts that um, he didn't even realize they were gone. Yeah. So thank God. I, I just, just just trying to be a, you know, a nice family member. Yeah. Save him. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at that point, I've been... So I'm up. I'm still up. It's 1.30 in the afternoon. And I think I started in on the beer as soon as we got on board. And I had like six... I was just maintaining. It wasn't like hammer, hammer. Yeah. It was just like drink. I need another beer. Drink. I need <laughs> another beer. Drink. And, uh, you know, just got the lay of the land, you know. Yeah. Uh, got used to where, because my, my cabin, I guess if we want to call it that, was on the other side of everybody else's. Was it a cabin or a closet? Um, there's no difference. <laughs> Tiny room. Yeah. With a twin bed in it. So they can fit more and more people on on that thing. For yeah, you could fit like 2,000 people on there. Shit. Or more. There was, um, yeah, 1,000, 2,000. Oh, you could fit more than that. There was like 1,000 a side you could fit. So, like, what do you think about like every deck? You could fit like 5,000 people on that ship. Huh. Um, no wonder I, the, I the food lines are so long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's a whole different story. So um, when we got on board... People were already in the cafeteria fucking shoving food into their pie holes. They were just jamming the free food into every fucking available mouth socket that they had. You know, I, 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 I could see a positive for that. And the positive is getting it done now before everyone else gets in your way. Yeah, I, that was part of it. But yeah. it was just like the, the, the amount of gluttony on oh. that shit. <laughs> It was just, and it was a lot of. There have been like some people. Caligula orgies on board yeah, as well. Just it, like it was just a fucking yeah. food frenzy. It was like 
like, like if you were playing Pac-Man and you were in a maze just full yeah. of dots, <laughs> as, as many dots as you could eat yeah. in like in like a half an hour. Yeah. And 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 Pac-Man would get progressively bigger. Yeah. As you ate it and more gluttonous. Yeah. And just drool fucking coming out of his mouth. Yeah. And then at the end, he would just be like, oh. So, like, all you could eat rib night at the Compton Sizzler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way, to, way to throw fucking racism in I there. said ribs. I didn't say chicken. You did say ribs, but the same difference. <laughs> just for the record, That's I'm a, a fat white guy, and I love chicken. That's a callback to Friday, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Tastes so good, make you want to slap, slap your, your mama. mama. <laughs> so... Mm. Um, I stayed away from that because from uh, racism. Well, yeah, that too. Um, from from the uh, cafe. Okay. At that point in time, because it's just like, like seriously, people are just like, <laughs> like they've never eaten before. Yeah, and just you know, um, you know, just dumping the food from the tray right into their mouth like uh-huh. Homer Simpson, and uh, <sighs> yeah. So I, I got situated, threw my shit into my room, came out, whatever else. And we were just all hung out on deck for a while and smoked a bunch of cigarettes and and just relaxed. So that's when we got there. Um, that's exactly what was going on with that whole thing. Hold on a second. So uh, 24 hours of nonstop movement and confusion. Six to eight beers helped. So <clears throat> the first day I get there, and they give you, like, little key cards. They're, like, credit cards. Yeah. But the same thing, like, when you get a hotel room. They give you a key card for your door and whatever else. So this key card is basically your life. Uh, it, it has all of your information on it. It has your room number on yeah. it. It has, you know, your packages and all this other shit. <laughs> so, and that's that's how they track you. What? You bring up the key card. You know, I'm picturing you swiping it through the door. Right. My son's, I have a butt crack problem. I have a plumber crack problem, right? We all do. My son's um, one time to fuck with me because I'm laying down on my bed and my crack, my whole, like half my crack's hanging out. Right. They grab a card out of my wallet and they fucking swiped it. <laughs> awesome. I know. Little fuckers. All right. I love did, them. Did they, did they do the cha-ching thing? No, because they started to run because they knew I was going to fuck them up. So just, they're waiting for their change. Yeah. Where's my change? <laughs> Swipe or no swiping. Yeah. Card declined. Oh, man. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, we uh, went to go get the, get the soda package fixed on my card because that's what I got. I got soda. I don't drink. I should have got the drink package. <laughs> but you don't drink hard liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink hard liquor, right? Man's got to know his limitations. Exactly. Um, I drink beer. So they would just, I didn't have to worry about getting anything. They would just give me beer. Mm-hmm. You want a beer? Yeah, give me a beer. And I would just, I just got the soda package. So I, in fact, uh, it helped anyways that I had the soda package because there were days that I had to take a detox day, like in between. Yeah. To, uh, to, so I didn't go overboard. Did the uh, did the soda help with the uh, seasickness? Mm, no, no, I didn't. I didn't have any problems until we started coming back. Okay. So it's because you had all that Mexican food in you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was spiced up. So as I went to go. I went to the, so deck 12 is where the main pool is and the spas and, and like all the entertainment bullshit, right? Yeah. So they would have live bands out there and do all sorts of, you know. Did they also have a, like a bunch of souvenir shops and shit? No. That's good. That was, that was all inside. Uh-huh. Um, you had the, you had the uh, duty-free shop. 
And that was, I mean, that was really the only souvenir shop. Yeah. You know, they had like a photo place and yada, yada, yada. So they actually made it like a little like town, like a, like a, like a flea market town or like a little shopping center type place on yeah, top yeah. of a boat. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, well, it's not on top. It's on deck I seven. I mean, inside of a boat. Yeah, yeah. So deck seven is pretty much where all the stuff is. Deck seven and deck six. Like a mall. Yeah. That's where all the restaurants are and everything else. So, and, and it's forward and back of the ship, right? So we um, go over and I give him my card and I'm tired and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's not late, late, but it's, to, it's, I'm at that point where I hit the wall yeah, or I'm about to hit the wall. I give him my card and I said, I need to fix this and get the soda package on it because that's what I have. So he, the, the guy that takes my card gives it uh, he he's doing something he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing because he's, apparently he's new at this and that's fine so he gives it to his manager his ma- and i didn't see the sleight of hand going on there but apparently the manager picked up the wrong card yeah and he goes i'll be right back with your card so he goes downstairs puts the soda package on the card gives me back the card i'm like great thank you see you later and I go back to my room and i put the card in the, the lock it's not working not working not working not working I'm like fuck they fucked up my card yeah, I had I had the problem <laughs> once where my card didn't work and uh and I was trying to get, you know, Mr. Nasty time going on at right. a hotel and and if I was like, Oh fuck, this is gonna be a major cock block and <laughs> having to run back down three flights of stairs to, to the you know, manager and shit, yeah. To get a new card. Yeah, I um so I tried it like three or four times. I'm like, fuck, now I gotta go down all the way down <clears> to deck seven. So I go down to deck seven. So instead of and I walked down to fucking deck seven. Get down there, and I'm standing in line, and and as I'm as I'm waiting, they actually have concierges that come up and say, "Hey, do you need help?" So you're not standing in line too long. I yeah. said, "I soda package card's not working. Oh, you got to take care of that." So it's it's like a receptionist desk at a hotel, right? Yeah. So I'm standing there and standing there. I'm like, "What if they gave me the wrong card?" So I look at my card. I'm like, "Oh, son of a bitch, they gave me the wrong card." MC fuckface or something. Yeah. So I go, I fucking hoof it upstairs to deck twelve. And I, I walk over and I said, hey, you guys gave me the wrong card. You guys gave me the wrong card. Did I say that? Yeah. I said, you guys. Be, you know what? You should start doing that from now on. Just see if anyone catches on to it. Hey, how you guys doing? How you guys doing? All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> you guys have a good day. <laughs> oh, and if they call you on it, just say, I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm a asshole. I'm a, uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm from the upper northwest, eh? <laughs> upper northeast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> you guys have a great day. Right out of Saskatoon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. So I find, I got my card. I'm like, F- I don't want to fucking. I was like, can you put the soda package on this? Like, you're going to have to go down to guest services. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this shit. I'm not dealing with this. So I go over to my room and fucking take a nap. I took like a two-hour nap. How'd you get in there? Got my card back. Oh, he did give you your card. Okay. Duh. I thought you said you had to go get it fixed. Yeah, they gave me the wrong card. Yeah. I walked back upstairs. I gave them the card. They gave me my new card. They gave me my card back, uh-huh. and I went into my room. I thought you said you still had to go to guest services, though. <laughs> I, I think I lost something in translation. What? I have to go to guest services to get the soda package fixed. Oh, just the soda. Okay, card. just the soda. Okay, all right, my bad. I had mentioned that. Pay attention. I'm all over the place. So, uh, so, wake up, go downstairs, <laughs> grab a brush, put on a little makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, drag a drag a comb across my head. Yeah. Um, go downstairs. As I'm downstairs, 
Sure as shit. I mean, I bump into I bump into my mother, and we're all at the, we're like at the duty duty free place. Mm-hmm. So I walk into duty free, and I'm like, oh man, I should probably buy a carton of cigarettes, thinking they're like seventy five bucks or more, right? And she's and and the lady there is like, what, what's going on? I was like, eh, there's no prices. Oh, carton of cigarettes, thirty bucks. Bam, <laughs> bam. Two cartons of cigarettes later, I'm in a good state of mind. <coughs> <laughs> Sounds get, like it. <laughs> go. I wasn't. I wasn't coughing like this until I got. I back. know. It just was funny. You coughed right after you said this that. Is, I mean, this this my cough cleared the fuck up when <laughs> we were down there. Yeah, cleaner air. Um, no, no. The air's not cleaner down there. It's Mexico, dude. I don't fucking. I know the water's shittier, but I didn't know if the fucking. I thought the air. No, would be the cleaner. water's better. The, or the fucking. They have less regulations down there, huh? Yeah. Okay. Hello. Factories. Yeah. I mean, we're talking. They they they're driving around in fucking cars that are forty years old. That's right. That's where the soda got tainted with the Hulk's blood. Yes. So that was Brazil. So that basically that day ended yeah. with me. You know, we just got something to eat, and we we putzed around and smoked some more and and yelled at each other and this and that. And the other yeah. Thing. And that was pretty much the. Oh, and then I went back to bed. And now in the room, they have a. Uh, the, on on one of the side, so if you look at the room on the right hand side as you're in the room, uh, or in my room at least, so you have the TV and then you have like a bunk bed, but no one knew it was a bunk bed. I knew it was a bunk bed, and and my nephew was in there and he's like, "What is that?" I was like, "Pull on it." He's like, "Why would I do that?" Like, just pull on it. <laughs> pull my finger. Yeah, pull my finger. Pull on it. See what happens. So he yanks on it. It's a fucking bed, right? It's, yeah. a, it's just a bunk bed. He goes. <gasps> <laughs> this is where I'm staying. I was like, you got your crow's nest now. You can stay right there. He's like, I'm staying here. <laughs> so he crawls into it. And now I've got the entire fucking twin to myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he hit a, uh, what do they call it, a swale or what are they, what are they called? Swell. Yeah. So no. he hit a fucking swell and he flies off the fucking thing. Nope. No, because we're not that, that far in the water. We're okay. only seven miles out. Mm. So he stays there. I fucking crash out. And um, when I get come back to the room... Uh, skyscraper was on Dwayne Johnson skyscraper skyscraper yeah yeah die hard skyscraper yeah sky hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and, and so I, I I had fallen asleep and then like I woke up I didn't sleep well and I you know whatever and I woke back up like a couple hours later and fucking uh, Rampage was on it was at the end where he was, you know, when the gorilla beat up everybody. And, yeah. You know, he. I, I can't even remember. But all I remember is a shitty plot. Yeah. So, so those two movies were on that day, and I'm like, oh. And we only we didn't have any regular channels, so we had like we had CNBC, yeah. we had Fox, we had BBC One, which I learned that there was a tsunami at the same time, uh, <laughs> in in Indonesia, because uh, I, I don't know what the fuck happened. And then uh, I think it was an earthquake, a deep earthquake. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't even pay attention. I was just like, "Oh, there's a fucking tsunami!" And it was like early reports of what was going yeah. on. It was like twenty dead and fifty million people missing. Yeah, you're pretty far away. You're good. Yeah. So um, we were. So I and I got. We got at one point we had French cha- channels, French movies, Italian movies. <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. But as soon as we got out of port, all those channels went away. So I had featured movies. I had English movies. I don't know what the difference is. And I had, and then then TV shows. Now, the way that they showed, the the way that they did it was this. Like, they'd show the TV show, 
like for example, uh, in the middle, right? So in the middle would be on, no. and then it would be over, and then it would show what the next TV show was going to be that was on, and and then it would show like, so it would say like you know, in the middle half hour, you know, and then it would end and you know let's say that it, it ended right now at eight forty nine, okay, and then it would show the next show and say this show starts at nine o'clock, or whatever the fuck it does, and then it would go into like ten minutes of of selling you all the shit that's on the ship. You know, go to the salon. You need to try Aqua, the Stardust Theater. I'm going to show you how to use the slots in Atlantic City. Yeah. The tequila that we have on the boat, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So everything that had to do with, it was just commercials for stuff that was on the boat. Yeah. And then it would show the TV show and then a half hour later. It's like you're already fucking there. You're already spending your money. They they don't want you in the fucking, they don't want you to stay in the room. They don't care. So... So they're not going to show fucking commercials, or they're not going to give you access to direct TV or whatever. I would probably be on the deck as much as possible, just staring at the view. Even if it was dark, I'd be out there staring at the... There's nothing to stare out, and at, they shut everything down at 1 o'clock. Stare the stars in. So there's nothing to do after 1 o'clock. And you can't do anything anyways because they're washing the ship. So they're going to kick you out the fucking, off the decks anyways. Fuck them. <laughs> so... That was day one. That was, we had to get used to everything, and we had to, you know, it was just it was just a, a matter of, are you okay? I just had an itch. Apparently, so did the microphone. So we uh, we had to get the lay of the land type of thing, get used to where everything was. Mm. Uh, oh, they had the um, they had the uh, what do you call it? The emergency evacuation rules, you know, in case it. So they had to do this thing where it just like on a plane. Is there like tubes that you just jettison out on the, the side of the ship into yeah, the Yeah, that's what it is. That'd be fucking, fucking awesome. You just torpedo out. Fucking escape pods. <laughs> no, they, um, so they they gather everybody. If you had a... I get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a, a, a number on your... Whatever card you had, would have, you could go... You had a, a, a specific place to go. So if you uh-huh. were J or you were H or whatever, you go here, you go here, you go here, blah, blah, blah. It's based on class? Yeah. <laughs> it's based on money. Yeah. Um, so most everybody just ended up in the Stardust Theater. Mm-hmm. And and basically, just like on an airplane, you know, your seatbelt's there, your flotation device, you know, if, you gotta, if we're crashing and the fucking the air tubes come down and you stick them on your face, but put them on your face before you put them on your kid's face, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> and just like that, the day started. And uh, that was that was interesting because we had to be there, and then it took them a half hour to get everything under control. And then people were, as people were texting on their phone, they literally will come up to you and say, they put your, their hand, your hand on your shoulder. Because, like, I had my phone out, and I was dicking around with it, but yeah. there was nothing going on. They're like, put your phone away. <laughs> and then they come, if you didn't, they come back and say, put your phone away. And then finally, the, when they, when the, you know, whoever it was, the, uh, the assistant director of activities said, "That's the title. Put your goddamn phones away." Is what she basically said. They didn't get it the first two times. Well, no, I mean, it, it took. I mean, because people were still filing in, uh-huh. so oh, okay. they, I mean, they would just randomly come up and say, "Put your phones away. Put your phones away. Put your phones away," because whatever. And then when it got closer, they would get real adamant and say, "Put your phones away." Yeah, you need to put your phones away. Please put your phones away. And that's what they did for like. 15 or 20 minutes of getting everybody settled and telling everybody to shut their fucking phones off. Yeah. Do not 
take out your phones. Do not access your phones. Put your phones away. Keep your phones in your pocket. Leave them in there. This is important information, and we're not going to start anything until you put your phones away. Put your phones away. Put your phones away. Put your phone away. And then they would get all the side people that were, you know, the helpers, the little, you know, uh, uh, team captains. Yeah. They would, uh, they would just come up to you, and then they they start wagging their finger at you. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Uh, 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 uh. Put your phone away. So people put their phone away. They did their little five. And it was a five minute presentation, ten minute presentation. And then they're like, "Okay, you can take your fucking phones out now. Get out." And that's basically what they said. Yeah. Thank you for, thank <clears throat> you for our for uh, uh, coming to our, our emergency, you know, preparedness thing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, also, uh, you know, like uh, they didn't want any international incidents, so they're you know giving you a heads up. No, that has nothing to do with it. It's emergency stuff. So anything that had to do with being in an emergency. Well, if you're in an emergency over foreign waters, that that would be an international incident. No, it wouldn't. It would be an emergency. An international incident is a completely different fucking ball of wax. So, as it is, when it when it, in an emergency and you're on a boat, well, when you when you first get on a boat, that you have to go through that. You can't ignore it. They they uh, they annoy you until you wake up, and then they'll knock on your door and everything else, and get everybody into. Whatever. The other thing is, is this: if you when you get off the boat and you miss the boat getting back on, they they'll call your name. They'll they'll hold the boat for X amount of time, and then fuck off. We're not waiting any longer. And then um, if you haven't reported back, they will call your name. So like if if you manage to just get through the, you know, when you get on board the boat, you have to scan your card or whatever. Yeah. To let them know that you're back. <laughs> if you miss the boat. So to speak, um, uh, they will they will call your name. Mm-hmm. They will chime. They will blow the horn to let everybody know that they're leaving, and that you know you have like you, at that point in time you have probably like fifteen twenty minutes to make it back to the boat, and then after that it's up to you. Now in some cases, like there 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 have been incidences where the boat left um, early without telling anybody, <laughs> and. Uh, if you get stuck and the boat had left before they like, if you have to be back at four o'clock local time, yeah, and and you and you're you're on the you get back at three thirty and the boat had already left by then, the boat the company has to pay for you to go to the next destination, usually by flight. Okay, you know because well, Puerto Vallarta to Mazatlan in this case yeah. is like a two hour is like a is like an hour it's like. The difference between, you know, Long Beach to Sacramento. They don't have like a fucking chauffeur speedboat to take you to the fucking cruise? No, because it's like a it's like an all all day fucking thing. So they won't they're not gonna open the boat for you to get on the fucking boat. You know like a taxi. They're <laughs> literally not gonna open the boat for you to get on the boat. They don't give a fuck. You missed the boat. But they're they're not gonna do that. They can um in some cases they you know, like rich people will helicopter onto the boat. Yeah. We didn't see that happening, but um uh, oh, we did see Jack Nicholson's boat. Jack Nicholas, not Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholas's boat, uh, the golfer. Yeah, in Cabo. Um, was it nice? Yeah, it's a huge boat. It fucking enormous. Uh, it cost a thousand dollars a day to dock your boat in Cabo. That's it. <laughs> God damn. He hasn't seen his boat in two and a half years. And I'm sure it doesn't cost a thousand dollars a day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have a weekly or or monthly fee. Yeah, there's yeah. there's 
It's whatever it is. God damn, that's still a lot. It though. doesn't matter. That dude makes a hundred million dollars a year or whatever the fuck it is. So, um, it, who damn. Cares? All right. Anyway, yeah, that's a that's a tax shelter. Um, as it is, uh, the first day was just meh. You know, you got to figure out wherever. We didn't know that there was a five o'clock somewhere until like the second or third day. And we're like, fuck, where's this been all our lives? You had to get your bearings. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's a lie. That's that was Friday, Saturday. Saturday we found out, so because there was football on Saturday, and Sunday there was football. I'm like, fucking, I'm watching fucking football. You know, I don't give a shit. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm gonna go watch football, uh, uh, just to you know, for the one fucking day that you know we don't have to do anything because the next day we're gonna be in Puerto Vallarta. But that was pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, that's my vacation recap. Recap day one. All right, party on. What the hell did I do? I I just, you know what, I... We don't I, have time for your bullshit. I, well, mine's not nowhere near as long <laughs> as yours or detailed or eventful. Right. Um, I, God, I just... Uh, well, because my workers' comp ended, I need, I need to, you know, supplement my income more, right. so... So share the goddamn show so we can start making money. Yeah, so, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, please, my kids are starving. Feed them. <laughs> yeah. Help um, us feed Joe's kids. So I did, yeah, I did my ride-sharing thing and, uh, you know, made, I, you know, I made enough to pay the... I made like just enough to pay the the pay the rent, so I did it, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, yeah, had a, you know had a decent Christmas and and you know spent time with family and you know made the kids happy for the most part and uh, and uh, made the kids happy by buying them shit. Yeah, I, well, I have a, like a three <laughs> present rule. I don't overdo it anymore, so I don't buy a shitload of things because when I was married, we went fucking insane. With presents, we would get because my ex wife knew how to exploit the system because you know, druggies know how to get free shit. She had all these programs that would give us free fucking presents and stuff, you know. Um, and so we'd get a bunch of free presents and then also spend a bunch of money. So all of a sudden, we our kids would have this huge just present fest. Who are free presents, you know, like, um. Okay, like say if you go to the homeless shelter, oh, that's things right. like that, that stuff. So, yeah, different programs. She she was really good at finding that shit because she hung out with druggies and druggies. You know, you know the, from you right. Know, she would take advantage of the situation. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, our kids would have you know these fucking. It was it was kind of like when you watched the Christmas Story. Remember how when they were opening all their presents, they end up falling asleep because there's so many to open. That's how it was for our kids. So they would ha- probably have. Um, I think we had like fifteen hundred to two grand worth of presents for them back then, back when I was still married, and yeah, it was crazy. So um, I'm the opposite of that now. And what it is is instead of buying them a bunch of toys that are gonna break and all that other bullshit, I just get them like two or three things that are really, you know, really, you know, big that they like that they I know is gonna last, and they're gonna really enjoy it more than once, you know. And so yeah, and then uh, you know, I, I <laughs> one thing I did was I gave. My other car to my uh, my stepdaughter Caitlin because um, she's going to college and she was going to pay me for it for the car, um, but I, I just you know what she's a good kid and she's just she deserves it you know I'm glad I could do something for her and um, this will take some of the burden off of her because she's got a busy schedule and she's got a lot of bills to pay and stuff so you know what and now that's one less thing I have to deal with that's another you know one less registration I have to deal with one less smog every two years you know all that shit. On a car, I'm never driving anyway. So, um, it, you know, win-win, right? So, um, and then, uh, you know what? The the the, the one uh, thing, I, eventful thing I can think of is um, 
on the 20th, I went to my doctor and got my second checkup since I started my diet. Um, arm, well, I don't want to, diets are temporary. This is more like a life, life change, but, uh, it's, uh, it was six, exactly six months to the day when I started my diet. And um, when I made the change of, of cutting sugar and, and most carbs out and almost all processed foods and other things, you know, salt, watching everything I eat, right? And um, the update from my doctor was that um, my blood sugar is now normal, so I'm not at risk for diabetes anymore. My blood pressure is normal, so now I'm off of the, um, the, uh, the blood pressure medication, you know, the water pills. Uh, my cholesterol has gotten a lot better. My testosterone's gone up, and um, and was there? Oh, and I don't, I didn't, you know. She she said the whole spectrum, all everything that they ran is everything's better. You know, I didn't lose as much weight. Like, it still can't weigh my fat ass because I still weigh too much for their their three hundred fifty pound limit scales. But um, I uh, uh, I did. I, I lost some more centimeters off of my waist. So um, I lost like awesome. yeah, I lost. An, I think I lost in three. In three months, I lost an, an inch off of my waist, which wasn't as much as the first time, but that was probably because it was a lot of water weight the first time or something. So now, but now I, I implemented a bunch of exercise. So um, I turned the Fitbit on my phone, and um, it, I have a um, I have it set to a six thousand step a day minimum. So what I do now at work on my break times, like if uh, I don't have any customers to give rides to, instead of sitting there playing with my phone, I get out and I walk. And I walk and I walk and I walk, and um, I'm I'm doing anywhere between because I have a rule. My rule is I don't leave work until I've gotten to at least six thousand steps. So that means that if I reach the end of my shift and I'm only at three thousand or four thousand, that means I walk around until I hit that six thousand before I leave before I drive away. So that way I'm guaranteeing that I'm getting exercise. And uh, and the more I'm walking, the easier it's becoming. Um, my ankles hurt less. My legs hurt less. My calves hurt less. Um, I'm walking very fast now. Apparently, I'm walking four miles an hour now instead of, you know, two and a half miles an hour. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the most I've gotten up to was 13,000 steps in a day. And, you know, which is, you know, for every 2,000 steps is a mile. So that means I, I did six and a half miles in one day one time. But now I'm averaging, yeah, usually at work, I'm doing between six and 10,000 steps. Every single time I do it. So that's five days a week. And then, you know, um, I've also been giving myself goals. So, like, say if I hit, like, 8,200 or what? What's up? Vacation recap. <laughs> Not fucking lifestyle and exercise recap. Well, okay. Well, I mean, that, I mean that, you know, I'm, I kind of am treating my body like a vacation now, you know, like a, like a healthy vacation. But, yeah, okay, I got your point. So, anyway, um, everything's improved. I feel a lot better. Um it actually feels good to be alive, you know. I don't know how I can explain that to some people, but it's like a I, I, I every day I have a, at least a mild euphoria of feeling alive now instead of just going through the motions of life like I'm supposed to, you know. So um, everything's getting more and more positive, and and nothing. And because I'm healthier now, things don't feel as overwhelming as they used to. They really don't. And so yeah, I just keep looking forward, man. And so um, that's it for my vacation. It's just I just kept you know your vacation exercise recap. Yeah, and uh, oh I, yeah, I started doing yoga. I do yoga at home. Um, you know YouTube. I videos. don't. I, we don't care. <laughs> if anyone's ever interested in starting it, because it absolutely works. There's a one a YouTube video called Yoga with Adrienne. Uh, she's got like fucking 500 plus videos for all different kinds. She even has quickie ones where you can do like five to seven minutes again. 
quick. Who cares? Suck a dick. Vacation recap. So. <laughs> Fucking taking the jam out of my jelly. I'm roll. trying not to, but vacation recap. That's all. I mean, that's all I did on my vacation. I, I fucking I I ride shared. I, I exercised. I ride shared. I exercised. Yay! And yeah, I all right. Go fuck myself. Yeah, go. yeah, exactly. <laughs> fuck me, right? We need news. All right, news. News. <laughs> Hello, with the news. All right. Yeah, I guess that would be important, huh? Yeah. Thank. <laughs> all right. Um, news and trailers. During this whole time, we had uh, a couple trailers come out. We had the Men in Black International trailer come out. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure about that yet. Personally, I've seen it like three or four times, and there was really nothing about it that I. I, I Liam Neeson. I, you know, and look, I like the cast, but other than that, there was nothing in it that sung to me. There was nothing that made me laugh. Well, people are calling this a reboot, and it's not a reboot. It's it's a spinoff. It's kind of like a, a. I don't even think it's a spinoff. It's just Men in Black International. It's, it's like, another it's like part Statesman. of the series. It's like the Statesman. Yeah, with uh, Kingsman. Yeah, so yeah, I don't call it a spinoff. It's just part of the series. Yeah, it's just a open universe kind of thing. Right? Yeah, there you go. So yeah, it's oh. like Rogue One. Yeah, <laughs> I just saw some yo gas. <laughs> Get the fuck over it. All right. Well, you turn around. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, look, I know it's the first trailer, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a huge Men in Black fan, so, uh, you know, you're going to need to give me more than what th- that trailer gave me. That, that's, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Um, the uh, the Hellboy trailer for the first, you know, the the, you know, the, the reimagining or whatever the fuck you want to call it for the new Hellboy coming out. It's not out a reimagining. With David Harbour. Um, my kids didn't believe that that was Hopper from <laughs> Stranger Things. Like no way, um, it, I like the tone of it. It's got the same sense of humor that the Del Toro versions had, and um, it look it looks like they're they're putting effort into it. So I'm I'm, I'm on board with that one. Well, and here's the thing: he's supposed to be younger, yeah. so and that's why they can get away with some of the stuff that they're yeah. doing. So he doesn't have his hair back in the ponytail yet. He yeah. doesn't have. He's not as refined, yeah. quote unquote. You know that's that's what they're saying. You can you know, however however which way they want to spin it, but the truth of the matter is is that again, I'm I, I'm not buying into half of because half of the reviews are this thing is a fucking disaster. The other half are this thing is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So I'm just gonna wait for it to come out and we'll see from there. But as far as the trailer goes, I, I'm still out on it, just like Men in Black. Yeah. Okay. There's, oh, well, there's I, good things about it, but you know, I'm, I was definitely more interested seeing when I saw this one than with Hellboy than with uh, Men in Black. Also. Yeah, I, I, there were some funny parts about it. There were some hey, look, questionable parts. If that, a trailer you know. can make me enjoy a song that I fucking hate, what then song it did was a good that? job. Moni Moni by fucking Billy Idol. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've always hated that song. That song makes me want to punch someone. Okay. Maybe even a baby. <laughs> so <laughs> that's an angry song. Yeah. Not like barbecue make won't slap my mama. But uh yeah, uh, just fuck fuck that song. It's a fucking but angry song. That, but I'll tell you what, the trailer was interesting enough that that song didn't piss me off when I was watching it. So okay. that that's good effort right there. Yep. Um bucket full of wind on the There was a, a trailer that popped up out of nowhere um for uh, Jordan Peele's new movie called Us, which is a uh, the doppelganger family. Yeah. That was, you know what I really liked about that trailer was that when it started off, it didn't seem like anything special, right? The end. And then it just built up and built up, and all of a sudden, it got fucking extremely interesting. And all of a sudden, by the time the trailer ended, I'm like, dude, I want to see this movie. And we will. And it comes out in a couple months. It comes out in March. We'll see. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it depends on what else is coming out. What else is going to be out in March? Don't look it up. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a couple other movies coming out in March. Yeah. So, um, there was a weird thing that happened over the uh, over the Christmas break, which was uh, Kevin Sm- Spacey released a YouTube video oh, of him in character of Frank Underwood. Yeah, I heard from, about this. From, I, uh, I read about this, and he I, mean, I think it was like a three three to four minute video, and he's just talking to the camera. He's in a kitchen, you know, like prepping stuff, oh. and he's fully in character. But what he's talking about is like mirroring the shit that he's going through right now with the allegations and things. And, and then you found out like the same day that he's being charged, um, a felony charge of, um, yeah, apparently there's more to it than, than, uh, just that one dude. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then like, I guess there's a video of him, um, that hasn't been shown or anything, but someone has a video of him, um, uh, groping on this, this 18 year old boy. Um, at a bar. I don't have a problem with him groping on an 18-year-old boy. I have a problem with him. I, I have a problem with the fact that there are multiple stories of him. I had this discussion earlier today. Mm-hmm. This is what I have problems with, with this whole thing and the Me Too thing, and this is why we're getting away from the Me Too, because nothing's being done about it. Mm. R. Kelly got off on 21 counts of uh, lascivious behavior with a minor. 21 counts. That's because he's an R&B legend, Mike. No, he's not. There's more to it. Again, let me finish. (laughs) He got off on 21 counts of lewd and lascivious behavior with a fucking minor, and there's video evidence of Mm -hmm. it. Sounds like he got off on a minor, too. Yes, but he he, he, he was convicted of something that had nothing to do with the whole thing. Uh, like the the video in and of itself, there was something about the video. Yeah, but he got off on a technicality. Tech six nine had sex on camera with a sixteen year old girl, and he's had sex, and and there's visual evidence of him having sex with like a fourteen or a twelve year old girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we had talked about this uh, weeks ago on on Compelled, and. He isn't going to jail for having sex with a fucking minor. He's going to jail for racketeering. Yeah, because that's what the government gives a shit about, apparently. Kevin Spacey, again, proven that he had had relationships with young men, you know, uh, bo- uh, below 18. Yeah. Not just him. Hundreds of these people that we've talked about on Compelled. Yeah. And not one of them has been arrested. Not one of them has been convicted of... Fucking pedophilia. Yeah. And everybody makes excuses for him. Oh, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. It fucking is. Yeah. And then yeah, we just saw the Drake thing, you know, where he's fucking fondling a 17-year-old even after he found out she was 17 on stage. Yeah. I, I just I just read you about know? that, too. And then, I mean, look, and I, I tried. I really tried to do like a, a, a devil's advocate thing with it at first. You know, like, oh, well, what if he's just trying to like you know, fulfill this fantasy that his fan might have in her head. And then you said something to me on the text, which was, if he's done it once, he's done it a fucking thousand times. Yep. And you're right. You know what? It, and, and it, you know, he even... I, fuck, dude. Look, I can understand someone making trying to make a, a, a fan, a young fan, like, you know, all googly-eyed, and, like, she had the greatest moment of her life right then and there on that stage. But... I don't care. He, he went too fucking far. He went absolutely too far. And you're right. If he's done it once, he's done it a million times. And that's creepy as fuck. 
That is absolutely creepy. And yet, these people, no one's going to do anything about it. No one's going to convict them. And if, or if they do get tried, they're going to get off on some technicality or some bullshit. Or they'll have to do like some public appearances as a as a public service bullshit. You know, put their hours in or something, right? And that's it. You know, these guys always get away with this shit. You know, and <sighs> good times. Yeah, good time. Good time. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to compelled yet <laughs> for this uh, this thing because we're yeah we're we're turning compelled into a um, just who cares go on all right all right well um, I mean what we have like we had uh, you know the death of Mean Gene Okerlund which was uh, you know I mean I grew up watching that guy in the eighties when I used to watch wrestling and thought it was real right <laughs> and you know I mean the dude made it to seventy six I mean there's a lot of people that don't make it to seventy six I I thought he had died a long time ago yeah I forgot. I didn't know he was that young I know. or whatever. <laughs> yep. When he said he was 76, I was like, God damn, I thought he was 76 in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, wasn't he for like 50 in 1988? He must have been bald as a teenager. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, anyway. He's always looked like a dad. He yeah. just came out looking like that. He looked like um, a relative of that guy that could do the speed talking. Remember the guy that did all the Micro oh, Machine commercials um, and stuff? Yeah. Uh, he was. He played Blur in Transformers the yes, movie. Yes, very good. Yep. Yep, we're on the same page. So yeah, that guy that guy's still alive too. Um I don't I haven't seen him in a long time, but yeah. Um I can't remember his name right now. So. Yeah, and there was what else came up uh, during the whole thing? It was the whole Kevin Hart thing about him being, you know, he got he left the uh, Oscar host uh, position cuz cuz of uh of tweets he made fucking a long time ago and and, and now he has to now he has to explain or, himself and apologize. Yeah, comments he made on a on a stand up, you know, and, and and yeah, and it's like everyone is having to answer for things that they did a long time ago that, you know, no one made a big fucking deal about it then. But now, they're ma- look, this isn't like, uh, you know, you're talking about civil rights times or anything where it was fucking 50, 60 years ago. You know, this is, I mean, this is recent. Okay. And no one had a big problem with it fucking uh, recently, you know. So why is it a big deal now? I don't pay attention to those people anymore. Yeah. So it, it seems like what's happening is every time anyone's in any kind of spotlight, everything that they have done is being overly scrutinized even more now than I, I think ever before. Because it's be- it's become extreme, like it's become way more. Like we just talked about the whole Gary Hart thing with the front runner when we did the review for that one, you know. And it's like, goddamn, I, you know, it, the James Gunn, you know, James Gunn, Louis Louis C.K., um, Kevin Hart. It's just like, dude, I. It's gonna get to a point where no one's gonna fucking even give a shit. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much news wise, <laughs> man. I, you know, I, I didn't want to. You know, I don't think we need to go forever on on everything news related. So. Right? Yeah. There wasn't there. Oh, we had three celebrity deaths. We had Mean Gene Okerlund. We had we had a Captain and Tennille. Yeah. You know, I and I, I don't even Captain remember. Rocketude. Yeah. And then there was uh there was someone else. There was uh I think what was it Neil Simon's ex wife? I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was no, some... it wasn't Neil Simon's <laughs> ex wife. Yes, yeah, she did die. I, I don't or... <laughs> like a while back, but not yesterday or not in the same day. <laughs> yeah, there was a few that all died in the same goddamn day. Look it up. Do you? Do you really? No, I don't really. No, I mean, I don't care. Yeah, we don't give a shit. You know, and also, you know, like, I, I, if, 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 look, if no one gave a shit about Louis C.K. saying making those comments in front of Chris Rock in 2011 when it happened, then why should anyone give a shit now? That's the problem. You know. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? So anyway, fuck everybody. So. <laughs> what do we got now? All right, uh, let's do some compelled. No. What do you mean, what do we got? We literally just went through this entire fucking list 
right before the show, and now and you don't remember anything about us talking about anything. Nothing. We didn't talk about a goddamn thing. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to uh, what the fuck, Florida. <laughs> and what the fuck, Florida news <sighs> on November eleventh, on November sixth of twenty eighteen. Hold on. Brandon Hatfield went into a drug-induced anger spree. How old is he? He's 23. Brandon, I'm not even going. A man who allegedly broke into an alligator farm (laughs) in Florida and jumped into a pool of crocodiles was found bloody and crawling through a woman's yard, locals say. You almost sound like that (laughs) fucking drunk doctor that John C. Riley plays. DJ voice, Mike. There is no allegedly. This motherfucker did it. And then at, and then at the bottom of that says, at around 745, St. Augustine Alligator Farm Zoological Park said a man broke into the property and then jumped into a pole full of crocodiles. They went from allegedly to fact. The, the video shows them doing a fucking cannonball into the motherfucker. Yeah, so get this. This motherfucker broke into the zoological park and then apparently did like five or ten thousand dollars worth of damage. He he ran through you know how kids run through like aisles and then just, you know, knock shit off the aisles yeah. in, in like Kmart or fucking Walmart or wherever. Yeah, being little fuckers. Well yeah. he was doing that, but with all the all the tchotchkes and bullshit that were that were around, like knocking drinks stands over. And, yeah. You know, kicking the churro stand until it bled, and then and then setting fire to the sombrero hats and whatever else, right? Yeah. And then the fucking guy decides that he's going to tightrope walk along the fence there uh, where the alligators are, and he falls in, and then as he fell in, a fucking alligator bit him on the ankle, right? So, uh, uh, and at some point, he started taking off his clothes. So he's wearing... His, the next day, it may have been the next day, it may have been like a day later. The next day, when the park opens, they find an angry alligator, some clothes, and a single croc. <laughs> Which is funny in and of itself right there, fucking croc shoe. <laughs> Brandon Hatfield managed to climb up a zipline platform. Managed. Managed to climb up a zipline <laughs> platform. <laughs> and made his way out of the park into a residential community. In a statement, the park's alligator farm director. What a great fucking title that is. What so what's the, what's your title? I'm an alligator farm director. What's up with that? Said he was concerned for the man, but also said protection against the lunacy and erratic behavior of nighttime trespassers was nearly impossible. <laughs> uh the crocodiles weren't harmed during the incident, and the park reports damage to the property is under repair. Thank God USA Today is there to report the important shit, right? <laughs> it gets better, because this guy's a fucking lunatic. So, um... St. Augustine police then say they got a call about a suspicious man crawling around in a backyard in his underwear... Tuesday morning, while responding, they found Hatfield, who said he had been bitten by an alligator. Hatfield's arrest report says he told the police that an old man tried to feed him to alligators at that man's home. He reportedly said the man had an alligator on a leash and had many baby alligators in his garage, 
and that man was trying to feed him to those alligators. Hatfield further claimed the old man hit him with a hammer and forced him to drink a black concoction <laughs> before he was able to escape. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Told you it gets better. They took uh, Hatfield to the hospital where they said they got the call from the alligator farm and put everything together. The re- arrest report says Hatfield has to undergo surgery and may have broken his ankle. Um, the the alligator farm's director, when they got to work, believed that they were uh, part of a prank because there were shorts and crocs in the pool, uh, other than alligators. When they found the blood on the zip line, they realized it was more serious. He says they're, they are always concerned about safety and security of guests, but it's nearly impossible to protect against lunacy and around well, Let me get that. There was more than $5,100 in damage done to the farm. <coughs> You know, you know what else is on the incident report? No, that Hatfield was the instigator. Ugh, shut <laughs> up. Okay, fucking Jim Norton. <laughs> Does he do that? Yeah, Jim yeah. Norton. After he says a bad joke, he goes. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> Jim Snorton. Yeah. Oh come on! Where's the so the dude was found. The dude was found on somebody's property, yeah. this Hatfield guy, and apparently a McCoy found him, and he was standing there. He was like, I'm going to shoot this motherfucker. And then he realized that he was crawling along. He's like, so, like, he was he's wearing, quote, unquote, gym shorts, and they, the, they're halfway down his ass, and uh, he's he's crawling along like, you know, it's nobody's business, and he's bleeding from the ankle. So he called 911 and said, I've got this dude on my property, and I'm about to fucking kill him. So and and he was he was nice enough not to yeah and that's when the that's when the authorities arrested this Hatfield guy they ha, that dude literally had a gun on him he had carte blanche yeah he could have killed him I and, don't know man in, 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 in this fucking uh, in this uh, spectrum we have nowadays there is no in this spectrum you stop playing with someone bullshit made, someone media. made have made a fucking someone would have made a fucking fuss about you nobody would have made a fuss you about you can't care when unless they're trying your life's uh, in immediate he, danger he was trespassing on property and he could have gotten shot you, different laws for different places bro good luck if someone like a census <laughs> taker walked on your your property and you did that uh no if you tell the guy not to come on the property and he comes on the property and then you shoot him. That's his fault. I'm, you just know that there'd be more of a fuss nowadays than, than before. No, there wouldn't. It's all relative. There, there isn't going to be any more of a fuss or any less of a fuss. I guarantee you that this this that 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 some that, not that situation's going to come up someday. I'm not here to argue with it, and I don't give a shit. I don't care. I'm just ready to talk about it when it does happen. It, it happens every day, Joe. Okay. Every fucking day, and you don't hear about it. Every day. Every day. Every single day, someone gets shot and killed for trespassing on someone's property. Right. Every single fucking day. Somebody's house burns down every single day. We don't hear about it. Someone die from a crack overdose every day? Every single day. God damn it. Someone dies from explaining to Joe every single day. What about what about <laughs> from anal contusions? Every single day. <laughs> okay, several lamps and signs were broken, and a statue in the middle of the crocodile pit that you can only get to by swimming was toppled. Uh, Bruggen said they found a pair of shorts and rubber crocs shoe floating in the pit and thought it might be a prank. All right. Officer said, I think we already have the perpetrator in custody. We've got somebody who told us they were bitten by an alligator. Um, at one point, uh, climbed onto the bank of the pond where an approximately nine-foot crocodile lunged towards him. Uh, he had no idea. A crocodile tried to eat him. The report says he was sitting on the bank of the pool when a crocodile locked onto his left foot. Um, the officer said Hatfield could be seen trying to fight off the crocodile and then managed to get away. 
here we go. Calls to 911 detail how a nearby resident reported an unknown man doing a slow creeping crawl on her property. There's a man with only gym shorts crawling. He's just crawling with his shorts halfway down his butt and no other clothes. Yes, I did, Mr. Haney, on purpose. Jeff Black said he found the suspect in his yard and was ready to release his dogs on him. His wife called the police. Uh, a little weird to see somebody that early in just boxers going over the wall into your property. He kept saying I was held hostage in a pool of gators. You know what? Since we're going to be doing Florida shit, you should be doing the um, the preacher dude. You know, friends. Black <laughs> said the man had blood on him and bite marks on his foot. <laughs> so say it the sound. He say he says, uh, yeah, I got bit by alligators. Whenever I was looking at, like, okay, he's got to be on something, says Mister Haney. Uh, uh, after Hatfield was taken into custody, an officer reportedly asked him if he'd been messing around at the alligator farm. Oh no, sir, I wasn't. According to the report, officers told uh, Hatfield told officers an old man had the alligator on a leash, and he was surrounded by all these baby alligators in the old man's garage. So the old man was feeding him to his alligators and began forcing him to drink this black concoction. I don't know why they have black uppercase, but whatever. He was taken to Flagler Hospital. Um, He's charged with burglary and criminal mischief with more than 5,000 in damage and violation of probation. Uh, It's pretty clear that he had an encounter, and he's lucky to still have his foot. (laughs) I think he's on some sort of drugs. Franz. Franz. He's on some sort of drugs. I'm concerned about an individual who literally climbs up a wall that's meant to keep you out. You take that as a metaphor for whatever you want. Say it, preacher. To keep you from the alligators and the crocodiles and leaps into the water with them. Mm-hmm. None of the crocs were hurt. Thank Almighty upper management. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. All right. What the fuck, Florida? <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Uh, now, on to the lifestyles of the rich and fuck it. <laughs> okay. Could you, I know. Could you do, uh, can you do a Robin Leach accent? Life. No, I can't. Lifestyles of the spoiled and Life. worthless. Lifestyles of the yeah. spoiled Life. and worthless. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm Robin Leach. He said it in such a cool way, too. Uh, uh, this one. See, Nostromo was no, no, a no, 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 Welcome to television's unchallenged authority on wealth, prestige, and success. It's another dazzling lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> oh, Meet really? the stars of show business oh, and the avarice. Discover how Is that Trump and Michael Jackson and spend their fortunes. Enter their dazzling world of luxury on privileged tours of the fantasy palaces they call home. is Robin Leach, who circles the globe to uncover the stories America will never stop talking about. 
On this high note edition, meet on the driving high force note behind the opera's renaissance. Luciano Pavarotti even beat out the Rockers to top the pop charts. The Sport of Kings has a new champion. The Sport Slice of Kings. Asks, anyone for polo? Anyone for polo? Talked about woman has it all. But behind has it the all. fairy tale fantasy of fashionable Princess Diana, <laughs> there's a surprising royal price to pay. She's television's wicked She's witch. Television's wicked witch. But Piper Laurie cast her Piper Laurie. spell for success the second time around. It's been good vibrations since 1962. It's been good vibrations since 1962. Come on, surfing safari paradise for fun, fun, fun. 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 Fun, fun, I want I want him to say lifestyles of the rich and famous. Well, the caviar dreams thing too, right? Because he always ended it with uh, something, something in caviar dreams. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. There we go. I can't do his fucking voice. That's something I'll have to look practice. Yeah, he died uh, recently. He died in the last year. He does not. He did not look good. Seventy six. The fuck? They're all dying at seventy six, Mike. Mm, it's either thirty <laughs> or seventy six, whatever. Maybe twenty seven or seventy six. Caviar wishes. Champagne dreams. Yeah. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is this the same one? You're invited to the ultimate party that really takes the cake. Join the Jack Fed and the Glittery Galaxy of all your favorite stars. All your favorite stars. Supermodel Claudia Schiffer and a very special superstar. The place of Rome. The host Valentino is on a guest, La Liz. You won't believe your eyes. Look what you don't have. God, that was fucking, that was piercing. Oh, man. Well, (laughs) so welcome to Lifestyles. You got to have that nasally. So welcome. Hi, I'm Robin Leach. Hi, okay. I'm we're fuckface and McNoodle. Yeah, we're fuckhead and fuckface. <laughs> Welcome to life, or what do we fuck we lifestyles of? The- Hi, I'm Pete, and that's Randy Moss. <laughs> Pete and Randy Moss show. Lifestyles of the spoiled and worthless. What you got for today? You won't believe this, Mike. I'll believe anything you tell me. But the engagement between Tony Braxton and Birdman is over. Who the fuck is Birdman? <laughs> Not that loud, but <laughs> caca, caca. Um, he is uh, caca. You you know what? Why don't you look him up while I'm talking about it, dude? Because he's all I remember Birdman, Birdman. from being Birdman. is he's like affiliated with Lil Wayne and 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 Juvenile. Um, they're you know the dirty dirty South from like uh, New Orleans type uh, I mean, rappers. Tony Braxton is just fucking gorgeous. Yeah, she's not bad. She's not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Brian Christopher Williams. <laughs> Caca! Caca! We got to get that sound bite in there, man. The bird. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it looks like the the power couple is... Uh, it get the quits. fuck out of here. He looks like a dumb... He looks like a, a dumber version of Mike Tyson and CeeLo had a fucking baby. Uh, yeah, he's not... He's not... Yeah, he he's the guy that's proof. He's the guy that's proof that money fucking, uh, you know... Why the fuck would she even... Because he's got money. I don't give a fuck. Look at him. I know. I, I, I'm there. I'm there with you. 
I'm I'm definitely Little Wayne Little Wayne shakes his head at him. <laughs> no, Little Wayne actually kisses him on the lips. It's weird. It's like they get it's like, he looks at Little Wayne looks at him like a father figure. Manny Fresh. They do like a little Look at this. This is not even right. I, He's a fucking Dude, have you not seen Jay Z with Beyonce? He looks like a fucking catfish. Yeah, but at least Jay Z look, Jay Z doesn't have fucking tattoos and shit on his face and yeah. he looks and and he plays the part of whatever. Yeah. You can whatever you want to call it. This guy <laughs> This guy looks it looks like he was given like here here's all your money now yeah. and you're forty years old with face tattoos wearing your hat hat sideways. Good luck. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. See, I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not against that. Too. Fucking A, whatever. But this guy. But, I'm, a, but this, a man's got to know his limitations. <laughs> this guy looks like he wants to be Mike Tyson. Uh, yeah. If you hear him talk, man, he's like, uh, yeah. I, Get the fuck out of here. To me, the guy looks like one of the ultimate fucking posers. I don't give a shit what anyone says about him. I, I think that he's just. This is, it, this is him normal. He's putting on so much of a front. To to live the look you know have this persona it's just absolute bullshit, it's just fake posery, like like Birdman, Birdman was a good looking man yeah. before he fucked up his entire life getting fat with facial tattoos. So yeah, they, I mean look at this compared to this. So Braxton and uh, and Birdman were they they've known each other for seventeen years and they've been engaged since uh, February of last year. Uh, he got her a fucking five million dollar engagement ring. Right. Come off the fucking shit. And yeah, it's uh, it's over, Mike. It's over because you know he said it on Facebook or he said it on Twitter that it's over. Oh no. And then you know, and then she also she also indicated that it's over. You know, my love, my soldier, my oh, life. Oh no. <laughs> so you gotta let that bird fly, man. He's a peacock. You gotta let him fly. Oh, it's yeah. so, it's a shame. <laughs> So we're so heartbroken for them and their $5 million engagement oh, ring. I'm sorry for you, buddy. Oh, yeah. I mean, their lives must be just so fucking hard. Oh, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, bird man. There's, there's, more, uh, there's more fish in the sea, I guess. But hey, the one good thing is now that she's broken up with him, Tony Braxton can now breathe again. Oh. <laughs> Anyone who knows Tony Braxton knows that joke. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, if you want to add someone else into the, I mean, I think we should probably start doing a few more people when we do lifestyles of the spoiled and worthless. But um, I just want to start off with the Birdman and Tony Braxton because I, I didn't even know they were together. I really didn't know. This should be his theme song. Meanwhile, back at the halls of justice. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He just got punched. Oh, no, it's a giant spider. Ouch. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Every time you said Birdman, I wanted to. So I, I just wanted this clip. Every week we should just have an update. Yeah. <laughs> should we? Should we update that? Should we do that every week? Every week you're like, yeah, yeah. We'll have the Birdman update, and then it'll just be, yeah, they're still broken up. 
How great would that be? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Here's our... We have an update. We're going to get shot. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> We're going to get... As, as long as it brings in... Uh, oh, God. Cash money. Cash money's going to fucking kill us. All right. <laughs> no, they got to have a sense of humor about it. This for you, Birdman. <laughs> God damn it. So, yes, uh, we, we feel so sorry for them, and uh, <coughs> hopefully they can move on with their lives. Hopefully. Yes. All right. Uh, anyone else Anyone else you want to talk about that's, yes. uh, that's, that's worthless? And uh, <laughs> This guy. Might as well do a crazy Hollywood history story, too. So... Who do you know? Who Sean Parker is? Yes, he's the one that took the "the" off of Facebook and just said Facebook. Call it Facebook. He is a founder, right? I think he feels like people don't tackle seriously. He was played a by Fred Tells Page Six Magazine. <laughs> he was played by Justin Timberlake in the Social Network movie. People often think of him as being like the character in the movie. The social network. I wonder why. God Possibly it. it's the expensive drug fuel parties, or maybe it's the way it holds paranoid grudges over nightclub slights. Who knows? You should be doing like a TMZ voice. Oh, man. I just uh, farted. I'm a lawyer. Hi, my name is Harvey. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> Sean Parker hates it when people expect him to be like the Justin Timberlake character from the social network. We know he hates it because he's complained loudly and frequently ever since the movie started filming. He refused to help Timberlake prepare for the role because the real character really isn't him. He bitched to the Financial Times that if you Google me every five minutes, someone will talk about me and they will say, that guy's a jerk and he's an asshole. Hey, you know what you call his morning hair? I don't care. Napster. Nappy. The problem that someone slightly less image-obsessed could be solved by not Googling himself. He even whined to page... Do you have to pee? No. Then why are you bouncing like that? I had a weird feeling in my chest. He even whined to page six before about the pressure that was put on him to live up to that reputation that's been created by the film by throwing wild crazy parties. Just <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> clear it all out. I'm trying. <laughs> Uh, Parker's notorious insecurity image obsession is on full display in the Page Six magazine profile. His hairstyle tells the story of Parker refusing to leave the house for three days after a bad dye job and in his hilarious attempts to manipulate the profile. A close friend tells the story of the time Parker was left off the invite list for a fundraiser but <gasps> oh. donated nonetheless. Apparently, it will seem, make Parker seem more gentle. I don't care. Oh, I've got some heartburn going on. I think that this, these people are making are causing it, dude. Amidst the irritating preening and insecure whining about distancing himself from his Hollywood avatar, the Sean Parker that emerges from the profile sounds an awful lot like the Sean Parker from the movie. And not just in that way that Justin Timberlake is a natural at trying too hard to be cool, in the way that the real Sean Parker brags like a herb and what? and throws expensive hedonistic parties. One female partygoer, who has been to four of Parker's bashes, says that his Halloween party in 2009 was a wild affair. Wild! The $150,000 booze-up, organized by party promoter Unique Ernest, <laughs> featured 100 <laughs> bottles of Cristal and was broken up by police. Some guests brought drugs. <laughs> 
there was a lot of drugs, mainly cocaine and ecstasy. I'm unique, Every, but also I'm earnest. Everyone goes off into little compartments, she says. They're very strict on not having the press there. The 20-something who has to remain anonymous never saw Parker doing drugs, but she says there were supplies. Quote, the house, unquote. The house was left trashed for days until Ernest sent over a housekeeping service. To be sure, Parker seemed less worried about the, as he put it to Forbes, decadent partier aspect of the movie Parker's persona than the unethical mercenary operator side. The problem is that the grudge-holding paranoia is all there, too, and not just in the context of business. Back in 2007, Lerner's Facebook profile was inadvertently deactivated. He got Parker's number through mutual friends and begged him to recall it. Parker agreed on one condition. Ooh, it's going to get juicy. He said, Google my name and Lindsay Lohan. You'll see that a year ago there was an article written that she says that says she had me kicked out of Bungalow 8. He said, I don't think she kicked me out of it. I want to know who did. Lerner, who knows Lohan socially, agreed to look into the matter. It turns out it wasn't the mean girl, but her ex, DJ Samantha Ronson. Satisfied, Parker restored Lerner's profile in just six hours. Yes, Samantha Ronson was um, when Lohan was going through her um, lesbian phase. Do you want to know why no one takes you seriously, Sean? Because you're an asshole. That that last story that I just read, this whole thing, to be sure, Parker seemed less worried about the decadent party or blah, 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 than the unethical. The problem is that the grudge-holding paranoia is all there, too. Who the fuck is Lerner? Why didn't they have a... Why didn't they go into a quick information thing about who this Lerner guy is so we know why he's deactivating his Facebook profile? This Gawker thing? Yeah. I got this from Gawker. <laughs> Anyways... I wanted to tell a story about a decadent Hollywood, and we but we got both a uh, lifestyle of the spoiled and worthless, and a crazy Hollywood story. There we go. So there you go. Mm. Mm. So, so <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, instead of uh, champagne wishes and caviar dreams, what should it be? I don't know. Think of something. All right, we'll think of something. So, right now we're just uh, you know the Parker Foundation tentative. Yes. So uh, stay worthless, everyone. Okay. All right. Stay worthless, amigos. Okay. There we go. Great. All right. We'll end it like a fucking dos case. Great. <laughs> All right. Um, African Bombada. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, you might be not be able to because yeah, I think he's busy uh, fucking other people. Uh, he's fucking young boys. Yes. Joe, what do you know about Africa Bombada? Planet Rock. It's the soul shock. Um, he is what is considered one of the pioneers in... Um, in early days of in the early days of hip hop, um, he's a pioneer in the early days of hip hop. Yeah, when hip hop has been around for how long? Well, mainstream wise, it's been around since the eighties, but Wrong, it's been around that's okay. mainstream wise. Wrong. I know there was Rapper's Delight. See, you ask me these questions so you can try to sabotage me. I know I'm not you sabotaging you. Um, I mean, if you go to Rapper's Delight, which came out in nineteen seventy nine by the Sugar Hill Gang, then that's the the first mainstream hip hop song that came out. I know you're gonna bring up like uh, fucking uh, like a rock, walk around the wild side or some shit like that. Hip hop has been around for a lot, lot longer than African Bombada, and he's not anywhere near the guy that made hip hop mainstream. Okay, if you go off of what Mike is saying, yes, maybe not, but okay. But if you go off of what, if you look up influencers and things like that, African Bombada would be considered a pioneer in hip hop. He is not a pioneer in hip hop, but he is an influencer. All right, so 
What's his real name? Not African Mabata. Ron Savage. <laughs> How appropriate. Yeah. He grew up in, prov- in the poverty-stricken Castle Hill section of the Bronx in the 70s. Mm-hmm. On the streets, gang violence was a mixture of day-to-day life. At home, he lived in fear of his dad, a drunk who terrorized him and his sister and abused their mother. One of the few respites he had was a neighborhood hip-hop party, again, in the 70s when he grew up. Yeah. A community space in the Bronx River House's DJs played breakbeats from soul, funk, rock, and Latin records while B-boys danced and MCs rhymed. The parties drove droves, drew droves, drove droves <laughs> of people, especially teenagers. Well, uh, it was one of these parties in '79 that Savage met Africa Bombarda. Bombarda? <laughs> That's a definite fucking East Coast thing. Party people. African Bombarda is not Ron Savage. It's two different people. So I was wrong. Uh, the mysterious and eccentric visionary who, alongside DJ Cool Herc and DJ Jazzy J, uh, is considered one of hip hop's founding figures. A longtime resident of the Bronx, River Houses, and former warlord of the gang, the Black Spades, Bombada, among others, identified the four pillars of nascent subculture b boying, I don't know what that is, MCing, DJing, graffiti writing. Um, I'm assuming b boying is like beatboxing, but whatever. Uh, later, adding it to a fifth knowledge. In a few years, he would release Planet Rock, widely credited with launching him and the Universal Zulu Nation, the hip-hop and African-American advocacy organization he conceived of in 1973 to international stardom. Today, the Zulu Nation counts hip-hop royalty like Naz, Lil Wayne, and Big Boy as affiliates, in addition to the younger rappers like Joey Badass and Freddie Gibbs, acclaimed TV series The Get Down, not to mention the countless documentaries, blah, 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 blah. <coughs> So, what does that have to do with anything? Your phone is doing it. Is it? I believe so. I believe it is, too. (laughs) (sighs) All the articles about African Bombada are from uh, mostly from around 2016. I looked up to him as someone doing something positive, Savage recalls. I looked at him as a role model because the role model I looked up to in my house was an alcoholic. I used to see my father arguing and fighting with my mother. I didn't see that in Bam, so that's how I had the attachment to him. Savage said the attachment brought him very close to uh, Bombada. In late March, Savage made headlines when he became the first of a series of men to accuse Bombada in the media of sexual abuse. In back-to-back interviews, first with controversial radio host DJ Star on his YouTube channel Star Chamber, and later in the New York Daily News, he graphically described how Bombada allegedly molested him when he was just 15 since his accusations came out. Three more men have accused Bombada of sexually abusing them when they were teenagers. Meanwhile, Bombada is at large. His whereabouts unknown. (coughs) What's the date on that that article? I don't know. At some point. You're reading from Noisy. October 2016. Yes, I am. Um, The accusers, three of whom spoke extensively about the story, claim that these accounts of alleged abuse have been common knowledge in the Bronx River community and beyond since the early 80s. Among many of Bombada's closest friends and Zulu soldiers, they tell of a decades-long cover-up by the Zulu Nation and a hidden network of victims whose lives were allegedly haunted by death threats, suicides, drug abuse, and violence. During the disturbing headlines, two questions remain. How could the Zulu Nation have known about this for years, as the accusers and others claim, yet never done anything to stop it? And how did Bombada, a man universally hailed for decades as a musical pioneer and community hero, manage to evade public scrutiny for more than 30 years? Oh, I don't know. Why don't you start... Well, let's start at the top of the music industry and just work your way around there. 
because there's still people in the industry that have been doing this for a lot longer than 30 years. Yeah. In the 70s, the South Bronx epitomized the urban decay. The Cross Bronx Expressway, completed a decade earlier, had cut the area in half. By the 60s and 70s, property values had plummeted. Racial tensions ran high, and more than 20% of the population had fled. Murder rates tripled. Arsons ravaged entire neighborhoods. Carter called a 1977 visit to the neighborhood sobering. President Reagan compared it to London after the Blitz of World War II. Drugs, prostitution, et cetera, et cetera, reigned supreme. Bombada, a member of the Black Spades, decided in 73 to create an organization that would offer an alternative to the gangs that were wreaking havoc on the na- neighborhood. He called it the Universal Zulu Nation, named after this 1964 war film Zulu and inspired by the Afrocentric and black power ideologies that emerged in the late 60s. Bombada called those who succeeded king or queen as a show of respect to improve self-esteem. Over the next few decades, the organization expanded its activities. In 82, (coughs) Bombada struck gold with Planet Rock. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care about that. Um, I'm trying to get to the good stuff. Uh, Here we go. In 1980, just two years before Bombada's career really took off, everything changed. One day that year when Savage was 15, he sent Bombada, sent a cab to Adelaide E. Stevenson High School, to pick him up, Savage, a freshman, ditch class, got in the cab and was driven to Bombada's house in the Baychester section of the Bronx. Inside the house, Savage was met by Bombada and another man. There was a guy there, and Bam said that I can watch TV in the room. When I went into the room, there was a photo book on the bed. It had pictures of other people's penises, other guys. Bombada said he came into the room, saw him looking at the book, and asked him if he knew how to jerk off. According to Savage, Bombada told the teenager to pull his penis Pull out his penis and proceed to man- manually stimulate him. Bombada also took out his penis and had Savage do the same to him. Savage said they were Dutch rudderering each other, apparently. Yeah. After they were finished, the second man came into the room with his penis out. Savage said he was scared and ran out of the house crying. As he ran through the Bronx streets sobbing, a woman noticed he was upset, picked him up. She told me to get in the car. She drove me back to school. <coughs> a day or two later, a similar scene unfolded when Bombada stopped by Savage's Castle Hill house. He said the two engaged in oral sex in his car. Later at a house, Bombada would abuse him at least four or five more times. The molestation stops, Steve Savage says, when he began to pretend he wasn't around when Bombada would show up at his house. In the years that followed, he withdrew from friends and family, cut ties with Bombada, and sank into a depression. As he got older, his depression worsened. He cut himself and attempted suicide multiple times. Um, in his 20s, Savage worked for Strong City Records and Dick Scott, becoming a music manager and promoter for German dance group Snap, blah, blah, blah. Um. (coughs) (coughs) Um, Savage said that he would remain a member of the Zulu Nation after the last alleged molestation. He never spoke to Bombada again. He explained that the alleged abuse severely impacted his relationship with women and his behind intimacy issues that he still has today. Um, the question that always bothered me was, why me? That's what I've always wanted to ask him. It damaged me. Um, like Savage, Hassan Poppy Campbell grew up in a dysfunctional home. Same shit. It just goes on and on and on. Uh, this is a really, really fucking long It's extremely article. long. I read this at work one day. There must have been nothing going on. Yeah, it was, it was before I started doing the walks. Yeah. And so I would just sit in the van for the most part in between rides and just reading articles and shit. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 such a long article that um, <sighs> that it's lasted into into this year. Yeah, it, <laughs> it went from this year to last year. Yeah, that's why it has. That's why you don't see anything new about it. Dude, Bootsy Collins is associated with him. George Clinton, James Brown, Sly and the Family Stone, 
uh, craft work. Here we go. It's just easier just to go through the sexual abuse allegations. This was in April of 2016. Um, Bombada issued a statement to Rolling Stone denying the allegations. In t- May 2016, the Universal Zulu Nation disassociated themselves from Bombada as part of an organizational restructuring that saw the group removing all accused parties and those accused of covering up the current allegations of child molestation. Bombada left his position as head of Zulu Nation in May 6th. June of 2016, uh, the Universal Zulu Nation issued an open letter apologizing to the alleged victims of sexual abuse perpetrated by Bombada. They also apologized to Ron Savage and Hassan Campbell, two of the Bombada's accusers who said they were subject to unjust and inexcusable attacks on their characters and official statements by our organization when they chose to speak their truths. We hear you, we believe you, we stand with you. Uh, October of 2016, Vice Magazine published an in-depth article, Africa Bombada allegedly molested young men for decades. Uh, that was part of the noisy thing. Uh, the article stated the accusers claimed that these accounts of alleged abuse had been common knowledge. Despite the multiple allegations and testimonies and witnesses to date, no charges have been brought upon Africa Bombada. This is due to New York State statute of limitations which provide that actions for civil damages or five years, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I mean, he's... He, if he does that, if he did it once, he did it a hundred times. He's doing it now. Yeah. And that's that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, look, people like that, no one stopped him. And why would he stop if no one fucking got in his way? Because he's going to keep doing what he wants to do. Because he makes money. Mm-hmm. So pretty much our uh, piece of shit of the week is yeah. uh, Africa Bombada. Yep, our piece of shit of the week is Africa Bombada. And uh, as you know, lifestyles of the spoiled and worthless. Hollywood history, crazy Hollywood stories from Facebook. That wasn't a real crazy Hollywood story, but it's still, it kind of matched with the lifestyles of the spoiled and worthless where Joe was like, we should have another story. And then, <laughs> but my favorite so far has been what the fuck, Florida. <laughs> what the fuck, Florida. And then all the other stuff. That's all we got. Yeah, just like with pedophiles, we're not going to run out of um, weirdos in fucking Florida anytime soon. No, so. no. <laughs> So I think that's all we got for the Joe and Mike show. Yes, that's it. So can we tell everyone to fuck off? Yes, we can tell everyone to fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Don't die, though, because then you won't be able to listen to the show. Yeah. So just fuck off. Yeah, we're not telling you to fuck off and die. Yeah. Just go fuck off till next week. Or if, you know, you want to hear me preaching about it, you can fuck off and diet. Preach. (laughs) Friends. (laughs) Friends this week. Get on the yoga. Yoga. I, I bought myself a Peloton. I got me a, one of them mats. I got the extra wide one because I got a wide wide backside. I got me one of them mats. Got it from the he Amazon. Was re- he was real friendly. Yeah. Got from that. My toenails, though, cut into it a little bit. So it's got little divots in there. But I, you know what? That's okay because then I got a little extra roll fitting there when I'm sitting on my mat. Joe didn't get the mat joke. <laughs> I was in my own head. so He was real friendly. I do my yoga on a mat. That's great. That's disgusting, but it's great. That, well, you do, so there you go. All right. If the dick fits. Matt has been very comforting to me. Very comforting. Very comforting. Very. Yeah, when I'm done with them, I can just roll them up and put them away. Put them on my front step. Yeah. yeah. All right. And if it gets dirty, I can wash them off. <laughs> dirty, dirty mat. Wipe them off with a baby. Baby wipe. All right. Wipe them off with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's, fucking Freudian slip right there. That sounds like a way to go, Africa. Bombata. That sounds like another Florida story there. Nice. Me. All right. So, hey, fuck off. <laughs>
Maybe African Bombada is hiding somewhere in public, like the uh, the cast and crew of Saturday Night Live. Or he's chilling. I at, stole that from the Mad TV. Channel. Or he's chilling at Birdman's house. Birdman. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.